1: So welcome along, podcast time once again with Guy and with David.
0: Weeks go past pretty quickly don't you, don't they, they? at the moment, or is that an age thing? I, mean, I think it Guy. probably is. <laughs>
1: I've shaken off the man flu. So well done, um, back, back again. I do also have a very creaky chair, so you'll have to forgive me. The, um, the creaking sound isn't yeah. my joints, it's the chair.
0: Yeah, don't move. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, we, we're talking on a week when Torquay pulled off quite a remarkable victory in the FA Trophy at Macclesfield, 1-0 in the replay. On Tuesday,
0: I don't think many people expected that result. No, I know. know Looking, you know, everybody now goes, oh, well, fair enough, yeah, 1 0 in the trophy at Macclesfield. I think before the game, (laughs) that was a long shot. I think
1: it was. And Nathan Smith, the goal scorer.
0: First goal for the club.
1: Also, a player making his full debut worthy of mention.
0: I think so. Will Hancocks, um, uh, 18 years old and 18 years and 5 months old. Uh, and a very good job he did. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. All he, the reports
1: seem to indicate he, yeah, um, he a, took to it pretty well.
0: Particularly since, um, uh, by all accounts, he ended up out of position effectively, playing yeah. sort of between the midfield and lone striker Andre, Andre Wright, which is A, the sort of position which yeah. usually only good players end up in towards the end of their careers when they know what they're doing, uh, uh, and, and it's difficult enough at the best of times. And um, uh, he put a real shin, and, yeah. uh, and good luck to him. And of course, immediately people I've already had a couple of people saying oh we know he's not the youngest but, but you know how close yeah. is he to the young- <laughs> um well of course uh, uh, he's, he's,
1: he's he's a couple of years too old isn't he, he? Is, yes. he is he
0: is he um, is and we'll 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 maybe at the end of the first half we'll complete the list but I'll kick it off uh, for most supporters who probably might have forgotten who the youngest player ever to appear for talking united in a first team game was um, can you remember that guy?
1: Did he score he in the first did. match of the season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I didn't realise he scored twice. Yeah, I yeah David that. Bing. Yeah, yeah. 16 years and 36 days old, uh, when Donna Reid and the player manager gave him his debut at Walsall, uh, August uh, 1993. United oh, won. Really? Two, yeah, United 1-2-1 yeah. at Walsall on the opening day of the season. David Bing was a young apprentice in those days. Yeah. Uh, 16 years, 36 days old, but he was about six foot one then as a young centre forward. Um, so that, w-
1: that means he's nearly thirty years old now. By well, the way. exactly.
0: That makes yeah. you feel old, yeah.
1: doesn't it? Thirty. Oh, he's um, on the ma- mm, mathematics. Yeah, I twenty-two years. He'll be twenty-eight. Yeah, true. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's right. Um, uh, and uh, uh, I, well, the one thing I, I, I do remember about that is, is, is not so much the day. I mean, although he did very well that day. Obviously, United won at Warsaw. But that three days later, United went to Hereford to play a League Cup tie. Hereford and yeah. Don Riden left him out. <laughs> which um, he was—he uh, was in because of an injury. Um, and I remember David himself and his dad, who was a great sort of supporter of his, were furious when he was left out yeah. at Hereford on the Tuesday after night after scoring two, after goals, scoring on two goals, goals on his debut. That's but Don said harsh. no, no, back on the bench, young yeah. man. You know and. Um, uh, he actually he scored again um, uh, the following season. I think he finished up with about three or four goals from yeah. seven or eight starts. It's
1: not a bad um, return, is it? And
0: he now lives near Plymouth. Plymouth yeah. Stock, I think it was the last time I heard. And he turned into a rugby player in the end, which, yeah. which wouldn't have come as any surprise to anybody who saw him. He's a strapping great lad. Never really went on and did what he promised to do earlier in his uh, earlier in his career. But, um, no, he, he was the youngest. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and uh, the second youngest yeah. won't come as a surprise to too many people. Was Lee Sharp, of course, yeah. who, who was, was
1: actually talking about Talker United very fondly on Soccer AM the other morning. Was he? Yeah, he always, you know, it, it's a, a sign of, of the impression that the club made and that Lee made on the club, of course. But he always speaks very fondly of Talk United
0: He does. He, if, if anybody reads his, book, his autobiography, by the way, which is entitled something about playing with a smile on your face, I think mm-hmm. uh, he devotes. Quite a long section of that to his <laughs> eventful eighteen months as a young teenager at Torquay yeah. and the ferociousness of the regime here and how it, the toughen, toughening up process that went on here in the late nineteen eighties. Yes, it was. was it's fascinating, absolutely yeah. fascinating. And of course, when he went to Man United, um, he was already six months to a year ahead of everybody else purely because of what he'd been through yeah. here. But he was sixteen years and one hundred and twenty-nine days old. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get my coat in a minute. You aren't are, I? aren't you? Yes. Um, yeah. uh, when uh, Cyril Knowles, the late Cyril Knowles, threw him in as a substitute at, at Exeter yeah, uh, for a local derby, just shows that uh, he wasn't worried about uh, chucking him in at that age. United won 1-0, I remember. Jim McNichol scored with a header at a set-piece. So there you are. There's the two youngest. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll just catch up at the end of it Another all in half. Yes, because get a couple people. of them are quite in- interesting ones uh, that, that, that people might have... Uh, uh, might have forgotten.
1: The other thing we need to talk about this week is is the pitch. Um, another postponement at the weekend. We were talking, in fact, while you were uh, doing the podcast last week, in my absence, you uh, referred to Hockley's office, which is the uh, that patch of mud...
0: Just the on the, the pitch,
1: um, yeah. mini stand side of the halfway yes, line, yeah, which we have referred to now as Hockley's office, because Hockley would have enjoyed it in there. Yeah he? yeah, he
0: would. He would. Yes. Yeah, he, of course, Matt Hockley is the author of one of the great quotes, uh, Talk United quotes of all time. He was uh, United were travelling to Lincoln for a game on a Saturday afternoon, and when you pull in at Lincoln, the bus pulls into a sort of a gap between some houses and there's also a quite a big gap between the one end stand and one of the main stand, and he looked yeah. through the gap on the coach and saw a brown pitch with precious little grass on it and uh, looked up, and Matt said, God, oh, look at that. He said, how on earth do they expect me to play on that? He <laughs> 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 would have been and, right uh, at home. Matt, Matt yeah. was the absolute greatest play-the-way-you're-facing
1: Yeah. Get stuck in when, the mud, when, he'd have gone straight through. Oh, that mud. tremendous!
0: Yeah, whenever, whenever playing more is a bog, you and I, we always refer to it as Hocker's office. Don't Hocker's we? office yeah. There's that um, that little patch. But there. yes, on on getting up to more.
1: Yeah, there, there was, um, was a lot of talk about uh, last week. We were still new embroiled stadium-ish. in chatting about new stadiums, yep. but a lot of people are leaning towards. Why can't we have a 4G pitch at Playmore well, at the Lorna-Window Yeah,
0: Richard, in, in the chat last week, he, he mentioned that, that I think we'd put a little poll out mm. to say what would you be in favour of, and it came out initially, I think, about 60, 40. Yeah, why not move? But as we spoke, it was, it was starting to swing back. Yeah. And since then, more and more people have started signing up to this idea. Surely, if a 4G pitch or a, you know an a, a, a up-to-date all-weather pitch is the yeah the way forward to make united a, a sustainable club well what's wrong with doing one at playmore and they're also suggesting uh, maybe ways in which this could be funded and um, yeah. and re- several referring to the fact of course there's a sizable school next door
1: who would be able to use the pitch
0: Correct. on a daily basis N- and surely it? maybe there's grant possibilities yeah. uh, of funding it in in that direction so it's interesting that the the whole new stadium mm. support Pro for and against thing is is gathering pace, yeah. and people are starting to think a little bit more deeply now about, yeah. you know, is it really a good idea to move? I think there's also that people want to know a lot more about who's involved here, mm. what's this, yeah, Amer- right who, who and what yeah. is this American company? Is this a real goer or will it be a Meccano set at a stadium yeah, just whacked danger, up and, and all that kind of stuff? So, uh,
1: but with with the school there, then I mean. If a four g pitch were to appear uh, at the stadium there, then the school would be using that every day they 'd be playing their representative games on it, they could use it for anything yes
0: that 's right i mean uh, especially if if you know if they have some part of play in the funding, mm. then obviously they have have certain rights o- over it, which is fine uh, uh, most of the time when a pitch like that is rented out and and, and you know hired out to people it 's nearly always in evenings, mm. you know um, youth clubs, local football clubs. Uh, all of that sort of stuff it's that that 's when you and then of course you have the spin off of bars and you know you can open up the bar and yeah. lay on food and all all that kind of stuff is, is, is you know, what a facility like that is is, is all about but um, yeah it 'd be interesting to see how this conversation keeps yeah. going, and until the council the club and or <laughs> whatever this yeah. c- this company start to put some any sort of flesh on the bones then uh, um, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll hang out there, won't it? And, um, and this, is, this is pie in the sky, obviously, but wouldn't it be nice to see
1: some of these billions of pounds that are washing around oh, at the top of English football as of next season, yeah. filtering down to clubs, not just Torquay, but clubs at Torquay's level for projects like this, which could ensure their survival. Well, it's not going to happen, though, is it?
0: It, it? it isn't. When you see that, I think, from next season every relegated Premier League club will bring down with them £64 million pounds over the following three years. I mean, what chance has anybody got no. of getting up again? That's, but, it. Uh, That's true. Or, or others getting up. Other, other youngsters? Go on. Gary Monk, 16 years old when he made his debut... Matthew Gregg was only 16, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, Gary Monk obviously went on to become Swansea manager. And a young local lad called Dean Stevens was only 16 years old. Dean, Tra- Stevens. Yeah, Dean Stevens went on to play a hell of a lot of local league football, uh, made his debut at Cambridge in uh, 19- 2002.